Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I am David Wilson, joined, as always, by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, how's it going? Doing good. How are you, David? Pretty good. A couple days off after uh, and before we go into three games in, in four nights here. Um, we figured now you know, we're about, what, 11 games in right now? 12 games, 12 games in. Um, we figured it's kind of a good time to, to take a step back. You know, it's, what, the, the one-eighth point of the season? About, yeah. Uh, and really finally sort through, you know, it's been a surprising season, I think, is what we have the, the biggest that's picture like takeaway. That's the theme, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's just been, everything's been surprising. Everything's been surprising. There's been, you know, not just the fact that uh, they're 9-3, and three, but the fact that, the fact that how they're 9-3 and three, uh, you were just listing off some of the the improvements from last year, and we'll, we'll probably run through a couple of those as we talk here. But but three point shooting has been a huge step up. The passing has been crazy, and and you know those are obvious big surprises. You know the biggest surprise is probably the fact that Miami is nine and three. The second most surprising thing is just the leaps they've taken. Uh, but we each uh, kind of went through and, and tried to pinpoint more specifically uh, the three biggest things that have surprised us. So far this season, um, I think we've got one big overlap, but otherwise, uh, maybe we'll kind of bounce back and forth. And then, I guess, also talk about whether this can be sustainable. It's something we've obviously talked about a lot this year, but I think as we kind of narrow in on these, uh, maybe will help us kind of get a bigger picture thought of what this team's real ceiling is, whether they are really, what, the second or third best team in the East or whether they're going to wind up in that, that mid-range that we kind of expected, the 4-5. Uh, so let's start. I'll start with one that I think you're probably going to have also, and that's Kendrick Nunn. Who? No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, honestly, maybe the biggest surprise in the NBA this year. Like, yeah. you know, I guess, like, he's not a household name, so probably not, but if you just – like tell his story of 24 year old undrafted rookie who spent last year in the G League made the roster in training camp pretty much um even though it seemed pretty clear they were going to bring him in after summer league and then the fact that he is he leads the team in minutes he is a legitimately dynamic scorer i think what well, is he the second leading second scorer, leading scorer in, in per Jimmy, game yeah. basis i probably leads the team in points like total points because Jimmy missed yeah. a couple games it's pretty much unbelievable it really, I mean, it's, I remember... I assume you had that on your list also. I'm adding it right now. <laughs> um, I, I remember last season, you know, at the end, the final game of the year, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade's final game in Brooklyn. On the, I'm on the flight to New York. after the, it, was a, it was the second ever back-to-back, so I was flying from Miami the day of the game. And I'm on my flight, I have Wi-Fi, and I see the Heat added Kendrick Nunn. I'm like, who? Kendrick Nunn? Mm-hmm. And I, this was the spot that opened up because they Rodney. traded Rodney Magruder yeah. just... Yeah. Just to get waved under, them, waved sorry, waved Rodney just, yeah. just to get under the luxury tax. Yeah, and they 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 added Kendrick Nunn. You know, at that point you're thinking, well, they have an open spot. Why mm-hmm. not? It's it was non guaranteed. They have nothing to lose. You're not really thinking this guy's actually going to make the team next season. Yeah, you need a body for summer league. And, yeah, and the preseason. I get to Sacramento in July, no, end of June for summer league. First summer league practice. I'm trying to talk to Kendrick Nunn. I have no idea what he looks like. I've mm-hmm. never met the guy. And it just built from there. Like, in Summer League, he was great. I mean, one of the best players in Summer League in Sacramento and Las Vegas. Then you're thinking, what well, can he actually continue that against NBA competition? Good in the, good in the preseason, what, a 40-point 40 40 point performance in the, in the preseason finale, against yeah. Houston. 
starts has been starting since the season started, and he's been one of the Heat's best players and maybe their best scorer. I know he doesn't lead the team in average points, Jimmy does, but he's been the best scorer on the team probably consistently. I would say the most consistent scorer for this team. And it's been, you know, you, you didn't expect that coming into the year for a guy who, like you said, was undrafted. Um, really, you didn't know if he was even going to make the team mm-hmm. come July at that point. And here he is. He's a key contributor. And, you know, he's up there. I know it's very early. It's 12 games in. But he has a legitimate case for Rookie of the Year if he yeah. continues this. I mean, second, in the, second among rookies in scoring. Then he leads in field goals made. Second in three-pointers made. Um, I think first in steals, first in plus minus. Mm-hmm. If this continues and the Heat enter, you know, the playoffs is a four seed or three seed, and he's the leading scorer, the second leading scorer on the team, how could you not get rookie of the year? Yeah, I mean, there's like four or five different things you could list from like what he has done this year, and any one of them would have qualified for biggest surprise. Like Kendrick Nunn starts all 12 games. That would have right. been a ludicrous prediction for Crazy. us to have made in the Crazy. preseason. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn is the second leading scorer. I think you jokingly said that during <laughs> our uh, preseason predictions podcast. Like, I don't know, The he's averaging more than 20 points a game on a per-36 basis. Uh, like you said, the three-point percentage. I know that's kind of, I guess, one of the things they they thought he had a chance to be a contributor as. But to combine all of this, you know, just like I said, if I think we could have said Kendrick Nunn starting the first 12 games of the year. That would have yeah. alone qualified this as one of our biggest surprises. But the fact that he's not just a starter, the fact that he's... I don't know, like the probably been their third most valuable yeah. player this year because yeah. Justice has been hurt. It's unfathomable. And he is, you know, he's 24. So he's older is he a superstar? Right. Is he a future superstar? Maybe not. But, I mean, we he's didn't even young. think this was going to happen. He's still young. And you can see yeah. he's improving. I mean, he's definitely a better player than he was a year ago probably. Yeah. I don't even think he started much in the G League. I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't follow the G League. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't really either. But he, I mean, shooting forty-seven percent from the field, like it's not just yeah. scoring. And he's, he's like doing it efficiently. And it's not—he's not shooting catch and shoot threes or right. getting open layups off of cuts. He—he's like the bailout guy in the starting lineup. The starting lineup has been really good this year. It's been one of the best lineups in all of basketball. The one that they've been using lately with Justice out, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I guess, none nominally is the point guard, and then Jimmy. Um, and Duncan as the kind of as your wings, and then Myers and Bam in the post. And he gives them, weirdly, something that they need because of the way Jimmy has played this year. Jimmy has not been, like, the go-to. I mean, he does lead the team in scoring. Kind of crazy that he does lead the team in scoring. Just because of that 134-point game, I think. Yeah, he might lead the team. I'm not sure if he leads the team in field goal attempts, but. He doesn't. He's third. yeah, Yeah, so he hasn't been, you know, None Jimmy, Kendrick, yeah. So Jimmy and Bam have been kind of the facilitators in the lineup. Duncan is a total floor spacer guy who's catch and shoot, hundred percent. Myers is kind of the screener in a lot of their action. Kendrick gives them that bailout option late in the shot clock. He's the guy who's gonna, you know, Jimmy's probably gonna have the ball in his hands most of the time. But if they just need to get a shot off, they need to get a mid range jumper off. He's the guy in the lineup to do that. You know, I, when I was in Cleveland the other day, I was tracking through that whole first half because they had so many assisted baskets. I think mm-hmm. in that first half, I think all but three baskets, maybe four, were assisted. It's crazy because that's happened like three times yeah. this year. And Nuns <laughs> was the only one that came, you know, one was off a steal and a layup, mm-hmm. one was on a putback. Nuns was the only guy who like actually ran like an isolation possession and hit like a 
you know, that spinning hook shot. Yeah. Like, he's the guy who's going to do that in this lineup, and he's empowered to do that because of the way that everyone else has played. It's, you know, if he was on a bad team, which a lot of times rookies like him yeah. kind of got stuck on, he might be doing this, but it would be way less efficient, I think, just be, because the way that this team has empowered him to be the guy, you know, he gets a good amount of looks still off a of catch-and-shoot three. He's getting probably the second or third best perimeter defender on him in a lot of right. game, in a lot of situations. But he is able to thrive in this environment because he's kind of something they need right now. He's kind of, you know, we talked about what Dion could bring to this team in the preseason. That's what Kendrick Nunn is doing right now, and he's doing it better than Dion did last Definitely. year. Definitely. I mean, more efficiently, too. Yeah. That's, what, that's always been a thing with Dion. Can he right. be efficient? I mean, this again, it's only been 12 games, but he's shooting 47% from the field, 38% from three, and 84% from the free throw yeah. line. I mean, Dion shot, I think, in the 60%, 60% 65% yeah, from the free throw, free throw line. line. So, I mean, it's a big difference. And there, I remember there's one play Saturday against the Pelicans, Kendrick Nunn in transition. I think it was the fourth quarter. Just pulls up with like a guy right in his face. And for rises for a three and and hits it and that's kind of mm-hmm. what he like you said that's what he does like he yeah. creates his own offense and Spolstra was asked about that play uh, in Monday's practice and he said and like basically do you have an issue with that like him just pulling up yeah and shooting a contested three and he said no that's what Kendrick does right. like there you could see like you said they're empowering him to do this and yeah. he's taking advantage and he's showing that he can do that he can be in this role so. Yeah, you um, don't want a whole roster full of guys no, like Kendrick Nunn, but, but you want a Kendrick Nunn. When you have a guy who has that skill set, mm-hmm. you want to use it, right? Yeah. And that's a unique skill set for this team, and they need it. He's mm-hmm. been, I mean, without him, uh, this team doesn't have a 9-3 record. Yeah. That's pretty simple to say. Like, that's pretty clear. So yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's been one of the most important players on this on this roster, and that's crazy. Right. Like, a month into the season that we say that. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to my number two, and that is kind of a combination of things, but really the play of Jimmy Butler, and by the play of Jimmy Butler, I mean the style he's mm-hmm. playing. Right now, uh, I think he's averaging 7.2 assists per game. That is more than one and a half higher than his career high coming into the year. Like you said, he's only third in field goal attempts. I think when they got Jimmy Butler, we thought he was going to be kind of a, like a ball stopper. You know, not, right. not, the, not I don't mean that in the a bad way. Guy, like, he had to be the guy. guy. Right. Especially given you know some of his past stops, uh, but he has take he's changed his style I think to a degree. You know he's always I guess been a you know a good create you know he's he's a small forward who averaged five and a half assists a right. couple of years ago. Like so he's always had that as part of his game. But I thought in Miami he would have to be because this team really lacked a superstar and uh, another thing we'll get to is maybe they don't until we realize yeah. that Kendrick Nunn was a superstar until they, yeah they've got a couple of guys who are like potential all-stars yeah. uh, but the way he is playing and the way it's really it's been contagious I think you know it, it's been a fit you know with a guy like Bam who's always been a good passer but you know we were saying guys kind of are overpassing right now and I think yeah. it, I think it's contagious and and this is not you know I I've watched a lot of Jimmy Butler in my life just because he's been in the playoffs a lot. This was not what I thought Jimmy Butler was as a player. Watching him day in and day out, he has blown me away. Yeah, he, he's he's been – it's been interesting to watch him because, like mm-hmm. it's like you said, it's been totally different than what I expected. You know, he's always been a playmaker yeah. for his position, like four or five assists pretty much every year. Um, but the average seven assists, ninth in the league in assists, um, right behind James Harden. Ahead of Kyrie, ahead of Damian Lillard, ahead of Ben Simmons, like 
who would have expected that? Um, he's turned into a playmaker for this team. Um, there's they, they, he put shooters around him. You know, pretty much in that starting lineup, it's everyone except Bam. Everyone else is a shooter. Myers Leonard shoots threes. Mm-hmm. Kendrick obviously shoots threes. Duncan, that's what he does, shoots threes. So he takes advantage. The defense collapses, and he sprays it for an open three. And yeah. it's been working for this offense. And when the team really needs him to create and for himself, he does it. Like in the fourth quarter. They put him in pick and rolls, yeah. and he draws a ton of fouls. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, the free throw attempts are off the charts for him right that's now. That's why it's hard. I mean, he the 12 field goal attempts he's averaging a game, it it's telling because he's not being as aggressive as probably we all expected, but it's also kind of misleading because he probably should be averaging like 14 or 15 because yeah. those free throws don't yeah, obviously don't count. He's averaging almost eight free throws a game. So but He's always averaged a lot of free throws, too. So if you look at some of those other years, right, like, like in 2017 when he was an all-star, he averaged nine free throw attempts a game. Yeah. And that was also his – he averaged a career-high 16.5 field goal attempts. Like, yeah, so, yeah. That was a different Jimmy back then, I guess. It was. But he was still – I mean, that was his career-high in assists, too, that year. He was just a very high-volume Yeah, that was that his best year. Yeah. I think he was at the next year he got traded to uh, Minnesota. Right, the next year, yeah. That, that, that really year was the year he was with Dwayne and – Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, they made it to the playoffs, but lost in the first round. But yeah, it's been it's been a different. I I don't know if I expect this throughout the whole year. I think as the year goes on, Jimmy might get more comfortable in that scoring role for this team. Mm-hmm. He'll probably end the year, I think, around twenty points. Probably averaging around twenty yeah. points. He's averaging eighteen right now. Um, but I think to start the year, we've seen a different side of Jimmy and a guy who helps his team in uh, in other ways than just scoring yeah. points. And that's kind of what we've learned about him so far. That he doesn't. He's not the star that's going to just come in and help you because he's a scorer. Like, right. he helps you in so many different ways. His defense has been elite, mm-hmm. as we all expected. His playmaking has been better than expected. Yeah. Um, and he score, he'll create offense when he needs to. He, you, you've seen it. Like, he can do it. It's like, he just he just picks his spots. Yeah, I, me- I mean, I remember ju- young Jimmy, and I'm looking at his, like, career year by year now, and this is almost like you, you look back at 2013-14, which was the last year before he was an all-star he made four straight All Star teams. After that, he averaged ten shots a game, thirteen points. Uh, he was starting to shoot a little bit more from uh, the arc. He was averaging two and a half assists, and he was that was on a Chicago team that was kind of still like, you know, like I think Joe Kim Noah was still on the like it was the the kind of before right before he became the guy yeah, in yeah. Chicago. Right. Um, and I think they were like a the four or five seed that year. And I think back then people maybe thought Jimmy was about to become, you know, he had a chance to take a leap to become an all-star. And I think what people thought he was going to take a leap to become was like the superstar role player, the guy who was, you know, locked down defender on mm-hmm. one end, and then maybe not necessarily your number one scoring option on the other end, but a guy who could, you know, who could run, pick, and roll, right. who was a good passer, um, could hit an open jump shot. Like what justice is kind of right now, yeah. almost. Like, what he can be, probably. Right. Yeah. And what he became was a little bit more of a high-volume guy, a little bit more of a ball-dominant guy. T- took a lot of mid-range shots, got to the line a lot. And this year is kind of almost like he has tapped back into some of that stuff that made him such a good role player early in his career. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know he's leading the league in steals, and he's been great defensively. But he's always been good defensively. But he is just, you know, he's not. I think when he went to Minnesota, he was a guy who kind of had to become the go-to scorer. You know, they had Towns, but clearly the relationship between those two was never 
as good as it is with a guy like Bam the here. The trust just didn't seem to yeah, be Yeah, the it. trust wasn't there. He felt like he had to be the go-to scorer. And then if he went to Philly, and uh, even in the playoffs there, he kind of was the go-to scorer was, a lot. Especially late in games. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't, you know, because it's hard to trust, you know, again, a center. He's yeah. always been paired with these centers, ironically. Even going back to Chicago when he was with Joe Kim Noah. Yeah. But this year, I think just the fact they have a couple more guys on the perimeter that he trusts, you know, whether it's Kendrick Nome, whether it's Tyler Hero, whether it's Goron, mm-hmm. he is kind of, it's almost like this is the player he's always wanted to be, and he hasn't had the chance to do it. And maybe he is a, a better, you know, he's still only, what, 30 years old? Like, he's pretty much right in his prime. Yeah. So. The things are coming together for him as far as his basketball IQ and then his also, obviously, his talent. Like, yeah. It's like, it's that, that's why it's your prime. Like it's, Right, exactly. It's the athletic side of everything and the mental side of everything kind of merging, and then that those are your best years. So yeah. it just seems like that's the Jimmy we're seeing right, right. now. All right. We went on way too long there. Uh, what's your next one? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, my next one is just the fact that Deion Waiters and James Johnson are playing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not saying I'm... We'll say Deion extenuating circumstances right. might play into that. And, and I'm not completely shocked by it, but I am surprised. Only because, I mean, these were two guys who... Entering the year, you're like, well, if the Heat can get a reju- quote unquote rejuvenated mm-hmm. Deion Waiters and James Johnson, like those are two, those are like basically two additions after what happened last year with Deion missing half the season because of right. the surgery and he never was as himself. And then James Johnson kind of being hurt throughout the year and playing mm-hmm. through injuries and, you know, falling out of the rotation. But you're like, well, the, now after a healthy offseason, we saw on social media they've been working hard, getting in I mean, Deion looks different than Deion he looks different. did last year. It just hasn't happened. Like they, I mean, we talk about Kendrick Nunn. We talk about Duncan Robinson. We talk about Chris Silva. These undrafted guys who are now playing role like con- consistent roles for this team. They have team. three undrafted guys who are either rookies or in their second year playing, playing like, consistent minutes. And Dion and James. I mean, James two of them got, are starting. Two of them are starting, and yeah, and Chris Silva, the two-way contract player. And I don't think they're ever going to send him to Sioux Falls. No. <laughs> so I, he, I don't can, know he does not. Do you think he has an apartment there? He might, I mean, they might have something there, like, reserved for yeah. him, but he obviously hasn't moved there. He hasn't even stepped foot there, it doesn't seem like. So I, I don't know if there's ever been a two-way contract player, by the way, who never went who never went to, to where their, like, yeah. league team is. It's a good question. But And then Deion Waiters and James Johnson, they're not playing. I mean, James played a little bit on the trip. You know, I think there was one game he had, like, 20 minutes. But other than that, it was, like, 5, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, short, you know, five-minute stints off the bench. It just... You know, things change, obviously, throughout the year. Injuries happen. You know, maybe James has a stretch where he plays consistently and he plays well. But right now, it just seems like the team hasn't needed them. Yeah. And I don't know if Dean will ever play again. Obviously, that's another question. Like, with everything that's happened with him, it's going to take a lot, probably, for him to kind yeah. of work himself back into a consistent rotation spot. But if you would have told me before the year, Dion Waiters and James Johnson, he would be fine without them. Yeah. I would have been like, no. Because they're taking up a lot of... Yeah, I'm, kind, I'm kind of surprised they had the chutzpah to, to put mean, them on the bench. Like those thing, are the yeah. again, like you said, two of the highest paid guys on the team. Usually, those guys just play by default. I, I think that's something that's 
Kendrick Nunn and those guys have allowed them to do that because yeah. they don't have to play these guys anymore. Mm-hmm. They have these affordable contracts that are actually playing above the yeah. their, their what they're getting paid, and it kind of negates what you know mm-hmm. not playing a high a high paid player. So yeah. the success of Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, even Bam Adebayo at three like he's making like right, three point yeah. six million. Chris Silva, like it has allowed the Heat to say, you know, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna play by our rules, if you're not gonna, you know, if a guy's out playing you, we're gonna play them ahead of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're the third highest paid player on the team. Right. We're not gonna make decisions based on that, and that's been a difference from the past few years. Right. When it makes me wonder. Because of that, it makes me wonder when they realized they really had something here. Because I, I think it seems pretty obvious they knew they had something in Kendrick Nunn. I think training right. camp, right? You think yeah, like, training camp. camp. Silva, you don't know. Duncan, you don't know what he's gonna. If Silva, I think. T- I mean, it's been it like seems like it totally like, caught them off guard. Yeah, and yeah. again, it's he's played less than those other guys, so the sample size is, is small with him still. But yeah, uh, with you know, would they be fine running basically running off Dion if they knew they needed him? Would they be fine? You know, maybe they with James Johnson where he was suspended for the starting training camp. Maybe they didn't know they were going to be great then. But the fact, again, like you said, the fact that he could easily be a malcontent right now, and James, I, they'd be kind of fine with it, right? Like, yeah, credit to James. Rest, oh, no, he's been good. He's I'm not been, saying yeah. I'm not saying he has been. Right. I'm saying he easily he's in a situation where a lot of guys would. Right. Yeah. No. I, that's what I was going to say. Credit to James that he's he's. Hand, I mean, at least publicly. Publicly. Yeah. You know, he's handled the situation very well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you see him in the locker room, positive. He seems to be in a good mood. You know, like, anything he can do to help the team. I'm sure he's not happy. I'm sure he wants to play, but he's handled it very professionally. So, um, and I do think eventually he probably will play some minutes. And yeah, he I will mean, probably make some type of impact. But well, another, right now, By the way, another guy they've been doing it with us, Derek Jones, who we thought was yeah. going to be, like, a backup small forward. For Justice much. Winslow, too. Oh, well, yeah, I Justice. mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, I still think Derek and Justice will be part of the rotation when they yeah. return. But the fact that they've just been able – they've had so many different injuries and, and issues off the court, and it's like they overcome all of it, and they're 9-3. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they, have, they played – I think Justice played five games. Yeah. And Derek Jimmy's Jones has missed, like, what, three, I think. Jimmy's missed three. Goran has missed – he missed the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler's missed a game. Like the the, the 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 cold going around the team, all the injuries, the off court stuff, and they're nine and three. I mean, they've overcome a lot. Yeah, we their three most reliable guys have kind of been the three undrafted guys, right? Pretty Duncan's much. been in there every yeah. night, I think, uh, starting whenever Justice hasn't been in. Kendrick, as we said, has, has started all twelve, and it's Silva has been available. In every, and, I don't and, know if he's played in every game. And Bam has been. Yeah, Bam Still, too. I guess he doesn't miss a game. Like he played eighty-two last year. Uh-huh. And I don't know if he's going to miss a game this year. Those, those those three undrafted guys, how how much can they at this point really feel like that's what they're going to get from them? Like what, what they've gotten so far. I think Kendrick at this point. What's crazy not, about Kendrick is I feel like once a week we're like, oh, it's over. He has a bad yeah. half, and then he just. He's unconscious. Uh, yeah, that, that's. I just think he's a scorer. Yeah. He's a cold-blooded scorer. Mm-hmm. Like he's. There's gonna be some nights where he's three of twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he's probably not gonna average. Can, I don't know what his point per game like is 16, right now. 16, 17 points. But he, it I, probably I, will go down just you know when Justice gets right. back. But I think the thing that might not be sustainable for him is just the field goal percentage, like 47. Yeah. Point, yeah I, I would expect maybe going the down three like point per, percent. The three maybe. point percentage I think can stick at like 38 or whatever it is right, right now. But yeah, the field goal percentage. That's high. I mean, if he's gonna shoot 47, 40 percent, score eighteen points a game, like yeah, that's like all star. All star, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he can continue that, but at this point, you 
kind of expect him to at least score 15 points mm-hmm. a game probably mm-hmm. sometimes tw- I mean he's gotten 20 last three mm-hmm. like and he makes it look pretty easy like it's not like he's struggling to get 20 so I think they know like the thing with Kendrick now is making him a better defender yeah and making him making him maybe uh, better in the pick and roll as far as reading coverages and finding the open guy like he did in Cleveland mm-hmm. he had eight assists like that was yeah really impressive from him um but I, I think they kind of they count him to score like, yeah that's what he is and then Silva you know, he's I think young, with Silva and Duncan, they kind of are what they are. Yeah, right? like Silva's an energy guy. He's they don't need every night. They don't need it right. They they put him in when they need him. Um, he offers rim protection when Bam's on the op, you know on the bench. Yeah, and he's get gonna get rebounds trouble. and get in foul trouble. <laughs> he's gonna give you fouls. Yeah, and then Duncan, Duncan's been the guy who spaces the floor. Yeah, this him. is exactly. If you told me this is what Duncan Robinson was gonna, if you told me Duncan Robinson was gonna be a pretty good NBA player, this is exactly. This is the best case scenario yeah. for Duncan. Like this is. This is what this is what they still not great on defense, Duncan. but right. good enough on offense. That good team defender at least yeah. they can be in the right place. Smart limitation. He has obviously has limitations defensively, physically. Mm-hmm. You know when he's guarding guys that are like 30, 40 pounds heavier than him. Yeah. But you know he's he makes up for it with kind of being a good team defender. So I, I kind of think they know at least for now what they have in these three, and then mm-hmm. now the key is just trying to develop. You know where they're deficient. Yeah. All right, uh, I think we've each got one more before we yeah. finish up. Um, you go first. All right, my other one was just kind of Bam's rise to le- like kind of legitimate superstardom, for lack of a better word, right? Like he's 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 a uh, playing like an all star right now, <clears throat> and you know I think we talked. It, it was kind of a big topic for us last preseason. Was I think you know Justice kind of wound up becoming the guy last year. From that young group, but in the preseason, we kind of thought it might be Bam. We thought, you know, maybe he wouldn't be an all-star last year, but he would start getting on that trajectory to be the guy because he had that really good preseason where he was kind of doing some of this stuff. He was passing well. He could hit a, you know, mid-range jumper. Obviously, we, I think the defense we knew was had a chance to be really good. But it's kind of the same with Jimmy where if you told me that this year Bam was going to be a – potential all-star, a guy who I think what is top 10 in win shares right now. This isn't exactly what I would have thought. Maybe once you got Jimmy, but but I the fact that he is such a valuable offensive player without really having the ball in his hands that much. Robert plays call for him, really. As a center is pretty impressive. He's his passing, which is, you know, the kind of the whole thing with him. If you told me he was going to be a, a center who averaged what, potentially five assists a game, I think he's in the low fours right now. 4.6 right now. So yeah, mid fours. Mid fours, yeah. I mean, like a guy like Jokic, who is the premier passing center, is a guy who runs out of high post, right. throws to cutters. So the offense goes through the him. The offense goes through him. Night, yeah. Bam is the third guy yeah. in touches probably. I don't have that number in front of me, but in the starting lineup, I mean, Kendrick and Jimmy are getting it. Bam, it's in and out of his hands every time. And it's a, a unique kind of star. If he becomes an all-star this year, he's going to be a unique all-star. He's not your model of the passing center. Right. It's kind of like a Draymond almost. Right? Like, yeah, a little bit. Like a different position, but... Like, Probably doesn't dribble as much as Draymond, right. obviously, but... But like where like he made the all-star team because he was an elite defender. Obviously, one defensive player of the yeah. year. You know, and just a good playmaker, and it was very important to the success of that team. Even mm-hmm. though he wasn't the number one or number two or even number three option, he was still very important for the, you know to that offense. So it's almost like and different, but 
similar to like the reason Draymond kind of rose to stardom. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers, and I've written about this like two or three times already, but there are only three players averaging at least 13 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists in the league. And it's Giannis, Luka Doncic, and Bam Adebayo. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's doing it differently than Giannis is averaging 30 points a game, and so is Luka, but, and Bam is averaging 14. But the fact that he's just such a well-rounded player mm-hmm. at 22, I think, or I think he's 22 or 23. Um, I think he's 22, but he's still growing. He's still developing. Yeah. And then that's not even, in, you know, really talking about his defense, like you said, which probably is the best thing he does. Yeah, I mean, he could be an all-defensive guy this year. He, it's he tough sh- for centers because yeah. you know, Gobert and Embiid probably clogged two spots. But he really – sh- I mean, he deserves it. Like it, So it, far. It, yeah. For so far, and, like, even last year, like, the way he played defense yeah. and just how versatile he is, and you put him on – you put him on towns and – Shuts him down. Um, you put him on different different positions, and he stays in front of them. Whether it's a guard or a center or a power forward, like he's he's invaluable to this team. And you know, we talk about in two years when he's a restricted free agent, how could he not get like close to max money? Yeah. I mean, if he continues on this trajectory, it's kind of crazy to say, but he's gonna be like close to a max player, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's earning that. And big thing, you can tell Jimmy loves him. Which yeah, is huge. Yeah. I mean, because we know what Jimmy has been like in some of his past stops, particularly with some of his big men. Yeah. <laughs> but he loves Bam. Um, and Bam is kind of in, you know, I, I think Justice had become sort of the de facto leader because, you know, he was the point guard. But with, you know, they haven't missed a beat in terms of, like, leadership and, and chemistry and all that stuff while he's been gone because Bam is – he's – the guy, he's, he's, he's embraced all of this, and he is playing like like a, a superstar. And I, I don't know if he's a superstar yet, but he looks like he might be on his way. He's playing like a star that, that we haven't really seen before. Like I said, he's a unique offense. He's, a, you know, he's your ideal of a defensive center, but he's a pretty unique offensive player, and he's been really fun to watch. He's like the perfect modern-day center. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't need the ball to make an impact. Great defender. Right. The fact that he doesn't ne- doesn't have the ball and he doesn't get frus- yeah. frustrated by that is, you know, like That's I said, a lot of these important. good yeah. passing centers, they have the ball in their hands a lot. Right. Because they need to, they're back to the basket, they need to survey. But he just seems to always kind of know where the cut is going to be or yeah. where yeah. the shooters are set up. He, he's very smart. It's interesting because he's, I talked to him for a story I wrote last week and he said that he studied Rajon Rondo. Like, that was the guy he said he studied as far as yeah. passing. It's like, I mean, I know Rajon Rondo's a good passer, but you think about other guys like LeBron or mm-hmm. Jokic, like guys at his position that maybe he would – but Rajon was the guy he 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 really wanted to watch because he says he passes it. Like, the placement of the pass is always on point. So it just – you know, it's not mm-hmm. – this is, doesn't happen by accident. Like, yeah. he's, he's really worked on this. Um, Spolstra says that he – Bam has worked with the guards after practices, before practice, like – for the last couple of years just because he wanted to become a better yeah. passer. And you see it. Like, you see the the, the progress he's made. So, um, yeah, it's it's impressive. And, you know, for me, he, all around, I think he's the second best player on the team. Yeah. Behind Jimmy. You I know what, really do. He's going to get to go to All-Star Weekend because they're going to put him in the skills competition. Even if he doesn't get into the game, he's going to get to go there. And that's, you know, that's good for players, for young yeah. players is – and I can't remember if he ever went to a rookie sophomore or anything, but I don't think he did. I don't think he did. And he was right? always he, yeah, he yeah. was not happy about that. Weirdly, uh, another since you threw out the Rondo comparison for him, 
Another guy kind of reminds me of is Lonzo, where it's Lonzo is not like a ball dominant point right. guard. He's the guy who's just always looking for the open man, and that's it's out of his hands quick. Yeah, that's yeah. what I love about watching Bam. All right, uh, we're running long, but give yeah, me your last one. Um, I just to me how efficient the offense has been. I know it was a point of conversation entering this year, mm-hmm. like how the offense would improve after they were like among the worst in every offensive category last season, which is a big reason why they didn't make the playoffs and it was kind of a disappointing year. I mean, this year they're number one in team field goal percentage, number f- number three in three-point percentage, um, even though they lead the league in turnovers, which is not efficient. But other than that, they've been one of the most efficient offenses in the league. Yeah. I think 14th in offensive rating, which, again, middle of the pack is kind of – that's like the best-case scenario after mm-hmm. finishing, you know, 26th, 27th in offense yeah. last year. So um, that's been – you know, when you think about Kendrick Nunn and – Jimmy and Bam and the success they've had, it's not surprising because they've been really good offensively. But the fact that this team is number one in field goal percentage, like if you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have been like, you're crazy. And again, yeah. it's 12 games, but that just shows you how good um, of a start it's been. Um, last year they finished 22nd in field goal percentage, now they're number one yeah. in a matter of a year. So that's been, that's been huge. And you pair that with your top five defense, and it's not a surprise they're nine and three. Yeah, and I think a lot of that stuff, you know, maybe the just the overall field goal percentage is going to drop off naturally. Maybe they've been hitting, like we said, Kendrick Nunn has been a yeah. high-volume, high-percentage guy taking some tough shots. Like, if that sustains, he's Damian Lillard. If not, <laughs> not he's probably Kendrick Nunn. Um, I compare him to Damian Lillard, actually. Before the season, as I a think joke, you, yeah. as like a kind of a joke, but, but like, like no, I mean, you it's like when you compare a guy it, yeah. to a superstar, exactly. like that's what he yeah. kind of plays like. But um, I do think the the assist percentage is sustainable because they have so many good passers, and I think the three point percentage is pretty sustainable too. They last year were not a good three point shooting team, but then this year they go out and add Tyler Hero, who is good and makes tough shots. Mm-hmm. They add Myers Leonard, who is only shooting like one a game, but is has the highest percentage in the league right now, like 67% or something historic, crazy. Historic, yeah. percentage. <laughs> um, and they add, well, they get Goran, yeah. who is clearly more healthy, making more pull-up jumpers. None. They add Kendrick Nunn, and they Jimmy. give a bigger role yeah. to Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, you know, with really Nunn, Leonard, and Hero, those are three really good three-point shooters who they did not have on the roster before, and then you factor in more playing time for Duncan Robinson over a guy like James Johnson. Yeah. And that's a tick up there. And just Goron still, you know, playing more than a guy like Tyler Johnson or, you know, he's taking some of those minutes from Even Dion. Dion. Even Dion, Dion yeah. shot well from three last year. but yeah. yeah, but he has been a good shooter as well. And then, obviously, your center's. Leonard taking those minutes from Bam, yeah. or for, not from Bam, from Hassan, Hassan yeah. is you know a non-shooter replaced with one of the best shooters in the league. So I think that part of it is, and that's huge. Obviously, like that's what the whole league is built around. So, and then they do a good job getting to the free throw line. With particularly Jimmy has been kind of the driving force there. But even Justice before he got hurt had really shown an evolution in that part of his game. So I think some of the offensive stuff is pretty sustainable. I don't know if the overall field goal percentage is, but, but some of the stuff that is leading to those yeah. good field goal percentages is real. And I don't expect it, and them to lead the league in turnovers either throughout the That's whole year. That's true, too. Like, I think they'll clean some of that up. I, I think I think 
They might be a high turnover team, though, because of how many passers they have. Yeah, I mean, they're at 18.8 right now leading the league. I I wouldn't be surprised if they get down to, like, around 17 and maybe finish, like, 25th or something like that. But I don't expect them to, like, be the the worst in turnovers. Yeah, there's, like, two or three times a game where you're like, why did he pass that? Like, just take your layup. Just take the open shot. Yeah, Yeah. but but, so I I, I don't know if the field goal percentage is sustainable, like you said. Um, But I just think overall they'll probably still finish somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. in the league in offense. Yeah. Which – Again, that's best case scenario. You have if you have a uh, the fifteenth ranked offense with a third ranked defense, you're a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a top four team in the East. Mm-hmm. So, you know the offense is right on track. I think. Uh, one last big surprise: just how good the top of the East has been. Yeah, like, like that's we've talked about it a couple times, but you know at this point the you I guess there's like kind of a I don't know I don't there's understand. Like f- there's five. There's teams. five really good yeah. teams, and the fact that the biggest disappointment of the group has probably been Philly. And they were the team that was kind of the consensus number one in the preseason. And I still think they're the best team in the East like when it comes down to it. Like, it's going to be a fun race to monitor all year. Um, and the fact that the Heat are right in the middle. Like, it's not just that they're eight or what, nine, nine and three, three now. And in what, they're the second best record in the East right now. They're third. But Milwaukee passed them last night. Milwaukee passed they're them last night. And, Milwaukee's 10 and three. So, by, you know. so potentially could it be tied for second by the end of the day. To, or at some point tomorrow, I don't know mm. when Milwaukee plays next. Um, they're a good team in a good Eastern, not a great Eastern Conference, but they're a good team in a, a pretty good Eastern Conference. An Eastern Conference is certainly better than we thought. You know, they're not nine and three and in second place or third place because every Terrible team below teams, them yeah. is like five and four or whatever. Yeah, no, it's I mean Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Toronto, and mm-hmm. Philly are clearly, like, there's a lot. Like, those are the five yeah. teams in the East, and the rest is, like, a different class. And, and then, you know, Oladipo comes back. Maybe that changes maybe, with Indiana. Maybe sixth, yeah. Brooklyn has kind of been disappointing. I mean, even though KD's out. Well, he threw out Kendrick, when I said Kendrick Nunn, probably the biggest surprise in the league, the other guy is probably Pascal Siakam. Yeah, oh, he's been. So. I mean, he might be most improved player two years in a row. Yeah. Like, he's been <laughs> incredible. Can Kendrick Nunn get most improved player from, uh, he was on the bench for one game last year, I know, too. Maybe, maybe that's a good point. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we should finish up there, though, because we are really long. Um, Thanks, as always, for listening, though. Um, You can find Anthony on Twitter, at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, We did have a question, but we didn't really get to it this week. Next week we'll get to it. Next week we'll try to get this Too much to talk about this week. Yeah. Um, Anything uh, you're working on? Your Jimmy story about him, his evolution as a playmaker, pretty relevant to what we talked about today. Yeah. Go check that out. Yeah, I'll have some stuff later in the week, um, working on something on Duncan and maybe Chris Silva later. Just It's been kind of, like we talked about, a unique experience for Chris. Two-way contract player. just but Who never playing has to in go the to NBA, Falls. Ne- or yeah. never really practiced with the NBA team. Yeah, either. never has <laughs> practiced. Just a shooter out. Just a shooter. So that's, I think all that's been, but, you know, throughout, it's kind of a, a busy week now coming up for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting tomorrow, like you said, three games in four nights. So, yep. um, yeah, there'll be a lot of stuff up on the website. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Uh, had a little bit of Heat stuff this week. Nothing too big. Um, Still kind of everywhere. I covered NASCAR for the first time. That was an experience. You were in Cleveland last week. I was in Cleveland last week for. uh, I was actually. I watched at. I watched the end of that Browns game at at the hotel bar I was staying at, and of course the Miles Garrett thing happens in Cleveland, and the place got pretty rowdy there for a little bit. Um, Other than that, yeah. Cleveland. I'm everywhere. Yeah, it's Cleveland. Yeah, you're you're the utility guy. You're just you're just. I wrote a story about Sean Taylor's brother. Check that one out. I was pretty pleased with the way it turned out. David's the hardest working yeah. man in, <laughs> in the section. So, all right, uh, I think we can finish up there though. Uh, thanks as always for listening, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week.